This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, we're good. Um, we're holding here Velosonu Isha Samiso Vresonu Kechachem Yashem Akechem. So, in the the Isser, page 706, in the Isser of Losonu, um, you have, besides cheating somebody, you also have misleading or what we would call emotional abuse and teasing somebody in a cruel way and so on. Not to annoy somebody. Or not to give him advice that is not good for him. That even though Hashem doesn't hear Phyllis, but somebody who's been um, who's been verbally abused by somebody, does hear The reason is why. A person who has been um, Again, we have a hard time finding a word for it. It's um, somebody who's been hurt by somebody's words, feels very bad. The libo is really brokenhearted. But most people will say, oh, I didn't mean to hurt him because who knows. Now, this is, this is a very fascinating observation. And I think we've, um, I, I think it's something that today we're beginning to see. We tend to think, you know, the, how does the little ditty go? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but, you know, call me names. I forgot what the last line is of that one. Um, is, is nothing. Um, you know, physical hurt, even when you get hit from somebody, most of the time it's the emotional pain behind it that is really, really hurtful. Fact that he slapped me, it's not the slap as much as he slapped me. When someone hurts him with words, um, it, it goes very deep down. And we have today all sorts of stories of people committing suicide because of the way they were attacked or teased or whatever was on the internet. Um, all of that is because at the end of the day, a person's pride in himself, a person's sense of self, is his strongest sense of self. And if he feels that he has been crushed, He's not respected, and so on. Then he doesn't see a purpose in going on anymore. Okay, next one is a chinuch. Um, by the way, let, let's go back to the what we just to the Rebbe Mechayda we're talking about. I want to add another point. Vlosonu ishlamiso not only means cheating somebody, um, and uh, I mean not normally because that's the pshat of it and that's the halacha. We add onoas tvarim. Um, as something that is also learned from it, I, I'd want to understand a. Um, I'd, I'd want to understand something a little more subtle about this. When you get cheated by somebody in business, so let's say somebody loses something through carelessness, fire consumes a warehouse of his. So a person feels um, upset. A person feels he's lost hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, and he's very kind of down. Okay, I understand that. But when someone cheats me at $100,000, he 
a lot of people will spend five hundred thousand dollars on lawyer fees to 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 get that person to to get a judgment against the person because somewhere being cheated by someone is is the same type of hurt as being put down by somebody. So so in the cheating part, or something means that when I rob somebody by gunpoint, so there's the robbery and that's it, and you know I feel the person's a low life and that's it. But when someone swindles me in business, it's a terrible pain because of this. Anytime I feel that my inner self has been taken advantage of, where someone has made a, a schmat out of me, it's very, very painful, and this is where, we, this is where it comes in. Next one is a Sefer Levim about, a Sefer Chinuch about Arel The Levim had their own house, their own their own cities, and the the Pashtapshad is because they couldn't live they didn't have any use, they didn't have any land, they didn't have any, any place farmland. They just needed to build kind of dormitories <laughs> for the Levium to sit around with a Samigdish and um, to be very favor favor. So our Levium are their cities and um, you know and, and there's halachas about it that are unique to it. So um, he says like this What's the point of it? Why? The city, the Levium cities were there as public work. In other words, everyone needed it. They would all day long um, be involved in learning. They didn't have to work the fields. And they're the ones that teach Torah to Kali Yitzchak. Being that they had Chachma all the time, so people would be coming, asking Shailas. They were also in Miklot. Um, you know, people always said, you know, who knows? I, I, I find the closest or Miklot to you. I'd look for the nearest exit in case God forbid I'll ever need it. I've got to find out where to go. So um, you needed to have that these cities should look nice. They, were, they, they weren't private homes. They, they were really public areas. That's why they were very, it was very clearly prescribed what you could build where. That's very strict zoning, you know, build what they can build and how much empty space has to be around it and so on. Who understood what's appropriate and he he prescribed exactly what to do. To change it is bad. So Ara Levia had to look nice and so on, which I guess is a lesson that any place that's certainly open for the public needs to um, to reflect it. It shouldn't look like a shtibel. It should look, uh, I mean, pardon the pun or whatever it is. It should, it should look um, it, it should look very put together, very fine, very organized. Uh, our our Levia had the Torah writes out exactly how they have to be structured. Um, it's part of the covet of, of, of Kedusha to have it that way. Okay, the next one is the Rambam, a very, very famous Rambam. 
Um, and it's a Rambam that we also need to understand in context of some other Rambams. But first, let's see the Rambam here. The Rambam is Hilchashmita Yovel. It's the end of Hilchashmita Yovel. As always, the Rambam, at when he ever finishes a large section, just the end of Zroyim, he usually gives a, a Musa point, something that sort of encapsulates um, something about the entire um, about the entire uh, halachas, per, not per, the entire set of halachas. So it says here the Levim do not have a share in Eretz Yisrael. Um, so why not? So he says, Why was Shevet Levi not Zoha in Eretz Yisrael? He was set aside from Kali Yisrael to be Ovid Hashem and to teach others the Derech Hashem. So this is also an interesting point to notice. A lot of times we don't, um, I don't think we don't pay attention enough. Shevet Levi set aside to work on themselves. That I think people are aware of. Um, also, Shevet Levi has an, an, a responsibility to teach it to others. And that's why they were set aside from a normal mode of living. They go to war. They don't get any property. They don't work for a living. They don't use their physical strength to earn a living. They're God's army. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who um, gets them what they need. It's, you know, it's, they're living on the budget of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now the Ramam says, it's halachically true of Shevet Levi. But below Shevet Levi Bovat, it's not only Shevet Levi. Any person from the entire world <coughs> who has... Um, who, whose spirit has taken hold of him. And his and his das has separated him. And 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 he's he's cognizant of Hashem Baruch Hu and wanting to worship him and so on. And he and he and he goes with Yashus like Hashem Baruch Hu made him. And he doesn't. Care about the many, many different cheshbonos that people care about. I raise in his kaddish kodashim. He becomes kodesh kodashim, becomes holy. Viashem chelko benachlosa leolmo lamin. Hakadosh Baruch Hu becomes his chelik. The yiskel abalam azadavam asvuk. He'll get something the omhaz that he needs. Moshezochal akana aldiim. Edovar shalom oim Hashem ras chelki bekoisi atatem asarali. So this, with this, the Rambam finishes shmit yovlos. Very appropriate, you know, Shmita and Yovel is a concept where everybody in Kaisal for one year out of seven is that way. So this Rambam is quoted very, very frequently. There's another Rambam, and some people call it one or the other. The other Rambam is in the Sabbath Torah, where he speaks very, very sharply against um, taking money for learning and so on and so forth. He's very, very critical of it. So we have a we have a real issue of how to resolve two Rambams. Both of them very, very sharp, very strong, and very, very Point. I can add to the mix, the Rambam himself lived off his brother. 
The Rambam didn't write, people are under misconception about the Rambam being a doctor. Um, it's true of the end of his life. The Rambam did not write the other Chazaka while he was a doctor. Um, the Rambam in um, the Rambam wrote the other Chazaka because his brother was a businessman, a wealthy man, supported him. The Rambam himself writes that. And that's when he wrote the other Chazaka, 10 years. His brother was then, he died, he was, he was killed in a um, sea storm in, 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 on a trip to India, a business trip to India. <coughs> and the Rambam had to work as a doctor. When he worked as a doctor, he was so busy, he writes a letter to the translator Moran Vukham. Moran Vukham was an extremely difficult safer. The person translating took on immense responsibilities. And he told the Rambam, I want to come visit you so that we can discuss issues in Moran Vukham. And the Rambam says, I would love for you to come. I just don't have a second time in the day. I come home exhausted from my work as a doctor. I barely have time to eat something, daven, and so on. He said, um, if, you know, if you want to send me a list of words and translation, I'd be happy to do that. But to, to spend any time, I just don't have. And so the Raman wasn't able. But the Raman himself didn't follow his advice. That himself was writing. Well, as he was writing in Yale Hazaka, he, he was living off somewhere. So what's the pshat? How do we understand the Raman? So at one point that the Raman himself actually says somewhere, and, um, and then I'd like to add just a little bit of a view from what he says here. First of all, the Rambam in the in, in Kirsh and Shaykh and others, I think, resolves it. Rambam has a big arichus um, about the Hashem Shkatavam. The Rambam says he's against people going around panhandling, asking for stucker for people that are learning. The right way to do it is either have a fixed amount set aside, you can really set aside. For instance, he says, um, the Shumas, the Maestris, it's a fixed amount that the community set aside to support the Lady. That's very appropriate. One. Two, another thing he brings to Gemara, they would sometimes give a concession, like Rav had a concession, nobody could sell wheat as long as you sell. So basically, you worked an hour a day, whatever it was, you had no competition, you sold what you needed to live on, and then that was it. Um, it was, this was actually a custom in many communities in Europe. They couldn't afford a Rav. So they would take a Rav, and he was allowed to sell a few fixed products whose, you know, whose needs didn't fluctuate, and it was very set, and he was the one who um, sold it, and that's how he made his living. And recent years, in my salvation in Switzerland, um, in, in, in Zurich, he was given the right to sell the basic silverware for Chavitala. Everybody bought it from him. The Leichter, the this, that, the other thing, and no one else sold it. And that's where he made his living from. The um, that was that was the uh, um, that was the, way, the how the Rambam resolved it on a technical level. So yes, it's not possible to have people sitting and learning with no way supporting them. It's also very demeaning, and and it it, it creates terrible problems if you walk around and, and have to beg people and kind of to, to people's mercy. It has to be done in a very very structured way so that the company's not compromised. So that's the Rambam. I'd like to add, I guess, something about the, 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 the nuanced difference between the two halachas. The way he phrases it in Hilchus um, Talmud Torah is, a person makes a cheshman, he says, you know, i got to make a living. Um, so how am I going to make a living? Well, uh, medical school costs today, I don't know, half a million dollars to medical school, my time is this, with insurance and that, you're not clearing all that much. Um, 
most school costs most school costs and boys are high. You know what? Cola's not bad. They don't pay that well, but it's tax free and it's you know this and that. I'll do cola. That's that. In other words, where you're looking to make a livelihood, and cola is a way to make a livelihood, that's wrong. But here he speaks about a person who's nadvaruchai. Um, it's somebody who's you know he he he's 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 taken by a spirit to learn and to be mashas Hashem and so on. In, in other words, it's it's an act of inspiration. He's been inspired to want to spend his time in, in chachma and so on, and that's his that's his um, that's what's driving him. It's not how do I make a living, you know, I'll, I'll do kolo, but rather I want to sit and learn. Um, obviously, the only person that can know that is the person in a Baruch the proper person. There's, you know, there's no, no one else could possibly know what you have in mind. But, but I think if you, if you get the feel of the Rambam over there, the Rambam says if a person will say, I'll make a living by those supporting me, here he's speaking about a person who's been inspired, and he's an inspired person. You can see someone who may you may take this Rambam literally and just say he almost forces it to believe in himself that my job is to be nudvo. That, that's yes. my job as a as a, as a bacher or as someone who's going to. So so you know what? So somebody has to help a person make a decision whether you know it's certainly worthy that that somebody goes through a phase like this where he feels that inspiration, and then a, a person needs to understand that what justifies what justifies living off the communities of others is that he feels that he's for the community. And, you know, Hashem is Bokhul Levavos. At the end of the day, Akash Baruch Hu will, will hold accountable um, in both ends of it. There's a, a, a very cynical, sarcastic remark by Baron Salvechik from the time of the Vishra Shiva. It goes like this. Um, he, the Nitziv, and he put out his hammock dove on shoulders, and he brought in the first copy, he started sobbing. And he asked him, why are you so moved? He said, when I was a young boy, they didn't think that I would amount to anything. It didn't have, I guess, a special brilliant mind. And my father wanted to send me to learn how to be a watchmaker, I think it was. And he said, imagine if I would have done that, <coughs> and I'd be a fine Elohim watchmaker, after 120, I would come to Shemayim, and they would show me the Sheiltis and, 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 and with the tears, they say, why didn't you write this? And I'll say, How, me? I couldn't have written it. And they would show it to me that I could have written it. So that's why he was so moved by it. So it's a very famous story. And the Rebbe Salvechik says, you know, he's looked at some sperm that people have put out these days, and he's very afraid that when they come to Shemayim, they're going to show him a pair of shoes and say, you could have fit these shoes really well. Why? Why did you waste your time? And he said, "Not so far." But, but you know, it, it, it's something that a person has to be honest about. Okay. Next one is also Rambam about how we need to act towards even someone who's a slave. And he says, "You are allowed to work him hard." That's the halacha. Now the Rambam says, "Even though." Technically, it's correct. You can't do it. Midas chasidus v'darke chachma she'odam rachma berodet tzedek. It is the way of chasidus and chachma that a person be merciful. V'lo yachbid ulol avlo He shouldn't be overbearing on his slave. 
and you have to make life tough for him. She's going to eat from everything in the house. And they would give their their avodim the food before they ate. They would have the behemoths and avodim eat before themselves. And then around brings a fascinating riot. The Pasik says the way a slave looks to his master and the way a, 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 a maid looks to her master. That, that's how um, we, we, we look to you. So the Raman says, in other words, how are we going to speak to Hashanah Baruch and say, we lift up our eyes to you like a slave to the master when you yourself beat the slave? So what are you asking for? How, how do you have a face? You know what I'm saying? Very, very powerful. You can't. You shouldn't humiliate him, not by striking him, not by speaking meanly to him. The pasuk allowed you to use their work, not to insult them. He shouldn't scream and yell at them too much. He should speak to them calmly and listen. When he when he pleaded to to be merciful on him, this is and he was listening and he was listening what his uh, merits are. He says, "Did I ever did, was I ever disparaging of my servant um, when when they had an issue with me?" The same womb that I was conceived, he was conceived. We were both made in one womb. Only Goyim have this type of, of cruelty. And he gave us righteous chukim It is the nature of a Jew to be merciful and kind. We have a chiyav to be medamet kadosh in his midas. It says rachmo koma. It says he's a kitten. Kadosh baruch is not everything. So the Rambam here says, even though technically one doesn't have these obligations, but but if I'm a kind person and I'm a person that I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to be, that as a member of Kadosh Mercy and kindness should be intrinsic to me. He's part of me, and uh, I should act that way even towards the body. Okay, we'll hold it here.